Section 37 of the Medici, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Medici, Volume 1 by G. F. Young. Chapter 15. Giulio, Clement the Seventh, Part 2. In 1526, Francis I, after thirteen months' captivity in Spain, obtained his liberty, on condition that he would restore Burgundy, would agree not to attack Milan again, and would reinstate Charles, Duke of Bourbon, in the estates of which the latter had been robbed by Louise of Savoy. Some writers have maintained that the terms were too severe, but, on the contrary, in view of the crushing victory which Charles had won at Pavia, they must be held to be exceedingly moderate no indemnity was extorted nor any attempt made to cripple the power of france for the future francis i gave his two sons francis and henry then respectively ten and nine years old as hostages for this agreement but as soon as he reached france he repudiated the whole of it and was absolved therefrom by clement who had resolved again to change sides since charles was becoming too strong clement now formed an alliance which he called the holy league consisting of france england and the pope with venice and florence to oppose charles to relieve francesco sforza besieged in milan by the imperial army and to set francis's sons at liberty clement expected that francis would be the life and soul of this league but francis owing to his defeat and imprisonment had gone through such a time of distress that his spirit was for a time cowed he desired tranquillity and for the first time failed to be roused by the pope's incitements he delayed doing anything except to allow certain troops to be engaged for him by clement in italy among them the corps commanded by the latter's relative giovanni del Bandanere for whom clement was as usual anxious to find some fighting to do the forces assembled by venice and the pope were placed under command of the duke of urbino and advanced against the imperial army in lombardy but the duke of urbino no great friend of clement by losing several opportunities gave bourbon time to bring up reinforcements to the imperial army Urban immediately took command of the latter, and very soon captured Milan, and drove the allied forces to retire on Lodi. It was in these operations that Giovanni della Bandanere was killed near Mantua. While these events were taking place in France and Italy, Germany was in a state of turmoil through the conflict on the subject of religion, which had now developed into actual war to allay these conditions which weakened germany at a time when it was especially necessary that she should be strong charles assembled the diet of the empire at spire to consider the religious differences and this meeting of the diet granted great toleration to luther's opinions so much so that the resolutions passed on this occasion came to form a sort of magna carta to the protestant cause they had a political object the Turks were now pouring into Hungary, and the Emperor was urgent to oppose them, but could not do so as long as half his territories were torn by these dissensions. He hoped, by the settlement at Spire, to get the Protestant princes of Germany to march with him against the Turks. It was, however, already too late, and in August the Turks gained a great victory over Hungary at the Battle of Mohash, in which Louis II, King of Hungary, was killed though not evident at the time 
we can see now that clement the seventh by his course of action became himself the chief assistant to the cause of protestantism every time he induced francis to attack charles he made it more difficult for the latter to deal with the rising tide of revolt against the church taking place in germany which needed all charles's attention and which he probably would have assuaged or at all events greatly mitigated had he not been forced to devote most of his attention to the defence of those parts of the empire attacked by francis attacks in most cases instigated or encouraged by clement meanwhile retribution was being prepared for the latter the emperor thought it time to give him a lesson and punish him for his various tortuous dealings in september fifteen twenty six therefore the emperor drew up a manifesto systematically setting forth the treacherous manner in which the pope had acted throughout the previous three years he then instructed his agent moncada to stir up the powerful family of the colonna who attacked and plundered the vatican drove clement to take refuge in the castle of sant'angelo and there made him as a condition of his release agree to renounce the holy league to withdraw his troops from lombardy and to give hostages for his good faith but clement was not to be held firm even by the giving of hostages as soon as he was again free he repudiated his engagements collected a force attacked the territory of the colonna raised to the ground fourteen of their castles and villages and executed a general massacre of men women and children belonging to them thus filling up the cup of his misdeeds then the emperor always deliberate and never relinquishing any purpose which he had once formed prepared a terrible vengeance he sent during november and december additional troops from spain to lenoy his commander in southern italy and from germany to bourbon his commander in northern italy pescara having just died and ordered bourbon on their arrival to march upon the papal states the imperial army in italy was composed of all the greatest ruffians from every race in europe spanish and germans predominating they had been for some time deliberately kept by charles v without pay and the state of want to which they were reduced made these troops almost unmanageable except by bourbon who from his many qualities as a general had a wonderful power over them nevertheless his position was rendered most difficult northern italy ravaged by these incessant wars was almost a desert and could no longer support his troops to increase his difficulties there now came to join his army already in arrears of pay this addition of sixteen thousand lutheran troops from germany who had not only been promised their pay on reaching lombardy and were bent upon plunder but also came with a fixed determination to execute vengeance upon the pope to whose faithlessness they attributed all the woes of christendom to his charge were laid the long continuance of war throughout europe the defeats sustained from the turks even their own present state of privation and they openly announced their intention of marching to rome and hanging the pope their commander Fernsberg, ostentatiously carried with him a silken rope for this especial purpose in january fifteen twenty seven bourbon made over the government of milan to antonio de leva and set his army in motion southwards on reaching bologna where he halted for a short time during february a mutiny of his troops 
who were now in the greatest destitution was only pacified by his promising to march upon rome clement threatened by bourbon from the north and lenoy from the south and terrified to find the same storm coming upon himself which he had brought upon so many others sent urgent appeals to francis to deliver him but francis had not yet recovered from the blow to his spirit caused by his own defeat and captivity while he himself had certain scores to pay off upon clement and he made no effort to prevent matters from taking their course bourbon's unruly horde continued therefore to move slowly forwards while clement clamoured for aid in every direction and even offered one hundred thousand ducats if this would appease the lutheran troops but the latter were obdurate clement made overtures to lenoy who came bringing the above sum of money to bourbon but more than twice that amount was due for the arrears of pay alone and lenoy dared not approach the camp as the lutheran troops bent upon personal vengeance on the pope would not hear of any truce and threatened to kill even lenoy himself if he interfered with them while frensberg their own immediate commander was just at this time struck down by apoplexy they were determined to hang the pope and sack rome would obey no other general than bourbon and would not obey even him unless he led them towards rome so while clement now in the greatest terror offered every possible and impossible concession to any who would come to his assistance the resistless torrent rolled steadily on through the valleys of romagna and umbria bourbon subsisting his hungry and ferocious troops on the country passed through whose inhabitants had sore reason to curse clement for bringing this terrible visitation upon them on the evening of the fifth may the army encamped outside rome and the troops at last feasted their eyes on its palaces and promised themselves as the reward of all their hardships the plunder of the papal city next morning bourbon the ferocious bourbon as his enemies called him fastening upon himself the chief characteristic of the miserable material given him to command whom his many misfortunes had made tired of life drew up his army for the attack he led the assault himself ascended the first ladder placed against the walls and fell mortally wounded as his victorious troops gained the city his last act being to have himself covered with a cloak that his soldiers might not be discouraged by seeing his condition sixth may fifteen twenty seven then followed the terrible sack of rome as the imperial army burst into the city clement took refuge in the castle of sant'angelo while his troops were being pursued by enemies who gave no quarter and who were doubly enraged by the death of their adored commander and clement was now able to see some of the results of his crafty policy and double dealing the pandemonium which followed is indescribable the lutheran troops took pleasure in destroying and defiling all that the catholic world had revered robertson says it is impossible to describe or even imagine the misery and horror of the scene that followed whatever a city taken by storm can dread from military rage unrestrained by discipline whatever excesses the ferocity of the germans the avarice of the flemings or the licentiousness of the spaniards could commit these wretched inhabitants of rome were obliged to suffer churches palaces and houses were plundered without distinction no age or character was exempt from injury 
cardinals nobles priests matrons virgins were all the prey of the soldiers and at the mercy of men deaf to the voice of humanity nor did these outrages cease as is usual in towns carried by assault when the first fury of the storm was over the imperial army unable to be controlled by any general now bourbon was dead kept possession of the city for many months and during all that time the brutality of the soldiers continued their booty and ready money alone amounted to one million ducats what they raised by ransoms and exactions far exceeded that sum rome though taken various times by the northern nations in the fifth and sixth centuries was never treated with so much cruelty by the barbarous and heathen huns vandals or goths as now by this terrible foe while these scenes were being enacted clement the author of all this was a close prisoner in the castle of sant'angelo besieged by those troops who as he well knew had often sworn to hang him and were now uncontrolled by the only general who had had any power over them on bourbon's death the command devolved upon philibert prince of orange but the troops made no pretence of obeying him and it was with difficulty that he could even persuade some of them to desist from plunder and invest the castle of sant'angelo the duke of urbino advanced with an army consisting of venetians florentines and swiss in the pay of francis i strong enough to have overpowered the army of the prince of orange but the duke of urbino had an old score to pay off against clement since the time when the latter had helped to rob him of his duchy so to tantalize him by raising false hopes in his mind he merely brought his army near enough for clement to see it and then marched away leaving him surrounded by the furious enemies who thirsted for his blood the emperor courteously expressed sorrow at the pope's misfortune but the imperial army remained where it was nor in fact could any power have removed it for the troops found rome exceedingly pleasant quarters and had not the slightest intention of obeying any order to quit the city so long as anything remained to eat or to plunder clement continued besieged by them in the castle of sant'angelo for seven months and his action when reduced to great straits he bade cellini who was with him there to melt down his tiara was symbolical of the position to which he had brought himself at length he contrived to escape disguised as a peddler and fled in miserable plight and with only one attendant to orvieto where he arrived in a most forlorn state destitute of everything a disastrous conclusion to four years of tortuous scheming eighth december fifteen twenty seven the imperial army remained firmly planted in rome and seemed likely to take root there for good lenoy succeeded the prince of orange in command but died of the plague all the splendor of the rome of leo x was destroyed and when after nine months occupation the army utterly demoralized by its long debauch was driven out of the city by the plague they left it a ruined and desolate waste meanwhile as soon as the news arrived of pope clement's disaster and of his being besieged in the castle of sant'angelo florence seeing now an opportunity of throwing off the yoke which he had long been craftily but steadily tightening upon her revolted from his authority and for the third time banished the medici family nineteenth may fifteen twenty seven 
at the same time venice taking advantage of the opportunity seized ravenna and other places in the states of the church and the dukes of ferrara and urbino resumed possession of those territories of which the papacy had deprived them at this juncture also henry the eighth of england began to press clement to grant him a divorce from his queen catherine of aragon the aunt of charles v but clement was truly not just then in a position to offend charles further or to give attention to such matters End of section thirty seven